1: A tough loss in Vegas, and the defending champs are up next. We'll hear from T.J. Oshie and Peter Laviolette, and it's a reporter's roundtable from the road. Tarek and Sam will join us. Good morning, everybody. Today is Monday, January 23rd. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear the Faster Way. In a Capital One arena, many come to Las Vegas with the hopes of winning big. And the Capitals came to town Saturday night with the same kind of ambitions. But like so many that make multiple trips to cash machines, making a bad night even worse, the Capitals started out poorly and watched the House take them for all they had. The Golden Knights scored twice in the first 736 of the first period, piled up three more lamplighters in the second, and ultimately fell 6-2 to two late Saturday night to the Vegas Golden Knights at T-Mobile Arena. The four-goal loss was tied for the most lopsided defeat Washington suffered all season. Only a 5-1 loss at New Jersey back on November 26th compares, and now the Capitals in Denver, having lost four of their last six and seven of their last 12. The good times in December are a fading memory, and the team knows it has to improve," says T.J. Oshie. We're not exactly in a super comfortable position where we
0: can have games like this right now, especially with Onot playing. I mean, usually you lose a guy like that; it's uh, kind of next man up. Everyone has to pull a little bit harder on the rope, and that wasn't the case tonight. So, hopefully, we can bury this one. Hopefully, it was a kind of a one-off, and we're going to go play another good team, and we're going to have to get—we're uh, going to start getting points here.
1: Head coach Peter Laviolette was direct and to the point after the loss on Saturday.
0: I'm not going to get too much into it. We weren't good. They were the better team, and uh, we'll get ready for the next one here. There's things we can go back and try to get better at.
1: So with a Vegas game behind them, the team in Denver this morning, a practice scheduled for 1 o'clock local time today and a game tomorrow night here in the Mile High City at 9 Eastern against the defending Stanley Cup champion, Avalanche. Today on the show, we bring you another installment of Reporters' Roundtable, both Tarek El-Bashir and Samantha Pell, around the trip out west, where we discuss the issues facing the Capitals as the All-Star break approaches. And we did this interview yesterday while we got out of town. We drove south to Colorado Springs and hiked in and around Pikes Peak. It was an absolutely terrific day, and on the way down, we recorded this. Our latest edition of Reporters Roundtable. So, nothing like the open road out here in Colorado, somewhere on I 25 south of Denver, hanging out with Tark El Bashir and Samantha Pell. Nice to be able to have an off day and be able to do these kinds of things. Tark is currently at the wheel, Sam's in the back. I'm sitting here in the passenger seat, and Tark is just wide open spaces. And you got a pretty heavy foot, my friend.
0: I do. Funny, you know, there's some snow on the ground. So, I, I had requested a four wheel drive, I ended up getting a V8 rear wheel drive Hemi. So say a prayer for us.
1: Well, the good news is if they find this audio later, they'll at least know what happened. So we got that going for us. Let's talk a little bit about what happened in the rearview mirror here while we're all together and heading out to the mountain. This is uh, not a great game to talk about. Vegas, Sam, not what the Capitals were hoping, came out flat, lots of D-zone turnovers, and a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. You come to Vegas with hopes and dreams. The Caps didn't leave with a whole lot in a 6-2 loss.
2: No, absolutely. I think their dreams were absolutely crushed there. But I don't know, maybe they won elsewhere or maybe on the tables, who knows? But yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, T.J. Oshie, I think the biggest thing he said was he felt like the Caps were just disinterested in playing a hockey game. And I think Lars Eller has long been known to kind of be the guy that comes out and says, oh, we played not very well at all. We mentally weren't there. And I thought T.J. Oshie kind of took over that role last night and kind of said everything that everyone thought he would say or, thought. you know, everyone thought the team would look like. And he just went out and said it. So, yeah, it's one of those games you just got kind of to move on, continue. But now you're playing in the Colorado Avalanche and they're on the up and up again. So another tough challenge on the road.
1: What is your level of concern watching Tarek driving down I-25 here?
2: Yeah, I would say my concern level is high whenever Tarek is behind the wheel. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, everyone, yeah, say a prayer for us.
1: Watch the mountains roll by and the snow happening here. Uh, Level of concern for Alex Ovechkin. He does not play. It is a rare sight indeed. And front page news, anytime he doesn't answer the bell, because he always answers the bell, but he didn't play in Vegas. And now a little bit of a question mark going into the game against the Avalanche.
0: Yeah, you know, it really is amazing, the durability that Alex has shown over the course of his career. I mean, 18 years playing as physical as he does. The game he missed in Vegas was only the 48th game he's missed, only the 28th because of injury. I mean, that's just an astounding number. There were some positive developments to the game. At least that was my interpretation of what Coach Laviolette said. He said, hey, you know, we got a couple days off here. We'll reevaluate them. You know, that wasn't a day-to-day. That wasn't a week-to-week. So, you know, and, and also when I came to pick you up, John, Alex did walk right past the car and I offered him a ride and he said uh, no thank you I said well uh, I'll see you later he said see you on the ice tomorrow so I'm gonna hold him to his word it sounds like he is
1: planning to practice Monday in Denver who says you can't break news here in the Rocky Mountains we'll see if that ends up coming to pass Sam, this hasn't been the best of January's. It hasn't been awful by any means, but there have been 18 standings points available in the month. They only have collected nine. 500 is okay, but they've gotten some backside pressure. Pittsburgh ends up getting a point yesterday in an overtime loss. The Penguins still have three games in hand. Oh, by the way, Pittsburgh coming to town on Thursday. Buffalo's playing pretty good hockey there within striking distance with games in hand. It's kind of time to start picking it up here, and that's something that I think TJ was. of talking about last night after the game a little bit.
2: Yeah, definitely. You know, TJ mentioned that they aren't in a position right now to just go out and play, like I said earlier, a disinterested game. They can't kind of just have one of those off nights when, especially when a guy like Alex Ovechkin isn't on the ice. And I think for the Caps moving forward, you know, they're still trying to incorporate Tom Wilson, Nicholas Backstrom, and now they're trying to add, is Anthony Mantha in the mix still? Where is he going to go? Is Lars Eller in the mix still? So I think they're still trying to figure all these things out while they do not have any wiggle room in the standings at all. So I think it's a really, really crucial next couple weeks for the Capitals before All-Star break, and then they're just going to have to see where things kind of settle from there.
1: The crucial parts we talked about, I think we talked about with both of you here on the show, about these six-game stretch. All right, they've won one, they've lost one. you got Colorado and then a home game with Pittsburgh, go to Toronto, go to Columbus. But coming out of the break, it's – pretty nasty. You've got a game in Boston, two games with Carolina. Florida now has suddenly run off four or five and points in all of those. And there's some back pressure coming from the Panthers. Maybe we're still going to hear from them in the Eastern Conference before it's all over. So every game, I think we've gotten to that point in the season T where you better be winning just about every night. That points percentage pretty much has to be at 600 the rest of the way just to get to that 94, 95 point threshold. And that might not be enough given the fact that some of these teams are starting to pick up their socks a little bit Uh, you know it's funny when they went
0: 11-2-2 in December I was like oh that was the season saving stretch that was that's going to get them into the playoffs and now you look at the standings and you realize just how tight it is And, and like you said there there are teams behind them with games in hand that are coming there is very little room for error for this team and I do feel like before the Vegas game they had started to kind of reintegrate Wilson and Backstrom. They started looking like maybe they had an idea of what they wanted on that second line. Um, And then it all went to hell in a handbasket in Vegas. And it's it's almost like we're starting all over again. I I think these next handful of games, I mean, they've got to get their stuff together. They've got to start figuring out, okay, here are the guys that we're going to lean on. Here are the lines that we're going to try and get some gel and some chemistry. Here's what our power play one unit is going to look like. Here's what our power play unit, uh, two unit's Look like, and just start get in, getting into a, a good rhythm. BK2, this is the time of the season where, you know, George Afi told me once years ago, right around the all star break is when he feels like the intensity
1: picks up by 10, 20%. We're starting to enter that range right now and they've got to match that, and we didn't see that in Vegas, but this team still, Sam, has been a very good road team. What's left now, 33 games, 66 points available going into the Denver game tomorrow night. You get 39 points, you get to 95. That is a 590 clip the rest of the way. Now, we were talking before the Edmonton game, they were going to have to be above 600. They did that, the tremendous month. They were at 800 there for a while, but slowly but surely, that number's starting to creep up again a little bit, and they've got to be that team on the road that we expect them to be because they still got some tough road games coming up even before the All-Star break here.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the Caps earlier in the year, they were having those really tough road struggles. They kind of, you know, got it together there in December, but yeah, when you look at the points and everything that's up for grabs, I think Tark, what you said was absolutely correct. They need to actually start getting their lineup together. They actually need to start figuring out who's going to work with who and how things are going to gel and, you know, they're still missing Nick Dowd, who's a huge part of that PK, who's a huge part of that fourth line, and that's why we've seen so many movements with the centers and Laviolette having to mesh everything together and so They're missing these huge pieces. I mean, John Carlson is out for possibly, you know, the rest of the season. Who knows with him and and his injury? So I think the Caps obviously do have pieces that are missing, but they have guys that can fill in and play and go out and do it, and it's going to be especially important on the road.
1: Hey, this road is pretty cool. There's a lot of mountains. We've gotten out of the city here. Now we're looking at mountains. we still got the snowfall and good adventure out here i love it i love it uh,
0: i you know it, it's funny every time i go on the road as i've gotten older i always make sure if there's a day off i want to go do something and explore and get out and take in the sights that's something i didn't really do in my maybe 20s and 30s when i was on the beat so i love having the opportunity
1: to do this and enjoying some good company too well sure i appreciate it about the good company part when you got me sitting in the passenger seat but this is this is certainly a lot of fun uh, sam are we there yet
2: uh, I hope so. I would really love some beverages. That would be great. I don't know if we can make that happen, but <laughs> yes, that's what I would like.
1: <laughs> drive throughs of any kind out here in Colorado?
0: <laughs> I need coffee right now, actually, after after Vegas. I, I, I should have been a good boy and gone to sleep after the the loss, but I needed to go uh, <clears throat> drown my sorrows and uh, found a little uh, night Vegas uh, uh, slot machine
1: action. <laughs> I'm now a little bit more worried about things as far as the driver is concerned. Thank you for that.
2: Roll over.
1: (laughs) Let, Let me know if you need me to drive for a while, T. I'm good. Hey, guys, thanks for doing this. Yep. Thank you. Always many thanks to Tarek and Sam for their time, and this especially, the road edition of Reporters Roundtable. We got a lot more coverage coming for you tomorrow here from downtown Denver. As the Capitals close out a three game Western swing, it's the Capitals and the Colorado Avalanche tomorrow at 9, 845 air on 1067 a fan and Caps Radio 247. Heard at CapsRadio247.com. Have a great Monday, everybody.
0: For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Capitals!